From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4BB. This is the WIA National News Service. This broadcast for week commencing March 12, 2017. Your WIA met with the Australian Communications and Media Authority in Canberra on Friday, Feb 24. It was a mix of face-to-face meeting in Canberra and by teleconference for two in Victoria. The ACMA team of three headed by its manager of Spectrum Licensing Policy, Dominic Byrne, Executive Manager of the Spectrum Management Policy Branch, David Brumfield, and a Senior Policy Officer, Stuart White. WIA representatives were Phil, VK2ASD, Peter, VK3MV, Dale, VK1DSH, and Fred, VK3DAC. The ACMA talked briefly about the draft new Radio Communications Act due to be made public later this year and the changes it may bring to licensing. The ACMA explained that they were undergoing substantial staff reductions with some delays being experienced. The WIA suggestion that foundation licences could have call signs with a three-letter suffix was being further explored, but no decision had yet been made. The WIA exam service was discussed, including its financial and delivery performance. A definition of reportable complaint was discussed and reciprocal licence arrangements were discussed and agreed that all claims for overseas licences need to include proof of operator competency to be licensed in Australia. The WIA advised the ACMA it was introducing a new arrangement for consultation with members. The proposed changes to the three amateur licences were under a future review of the licence condition determinations and would draw on the findings of that consultation, but as yet no date had been set. The WIA had identified options for foundation licensees to have a three-letter suffix call sign to help them access digital modes should digital modes for foundation licensees be approved. The ACMA licensing section indicates its Spectrum system should be able to handle them and the WIA agreed there would be a test to prove the concept. In seeking amateur service access to the 60 metre band, 5.351.5 to 5366.5 kHz, the WIA offered to work with Defence that currently use that spectrum. At the end of the two-hour meeting, a greater understanding was had by both sides on a number of mutual interest issues. The WIA office is to close. The WIA financial report for 2016 year has been checked by the accountants and about to be examined by Kidman Partners, a registered company auditor. The WIA Board of Directors decided last year to audit the financial accounts, although an optional lower cost review process is permitted by the Australian Security Investments Commission. To enable WIA staff plus two directors to be dedicated on financial matters, the WIA office will be closed for at least a day next week. The thorough process examines in detail the financial accounts, invoices, income, banking and liabilities. An audit normally looks at everything, questioning the staff, bookkeepers, accounts and directors. The WIA, in closing the office on Thursday, March 16 and maybe March 17 too, is essential to avoid any disruption to the financial audit. 
Like most organisations, the Wireless Institute of Australia attracts different views on matters and a few who, unfortunately, spread not fully correct or totally wrong information. The WIA Board of Directors has found it necessary to research the various claims being made and set the record straight. These are the facts. The Foundation Licence Manual is in profit after a short time and is not a 10-year financial burden. The WIA is not in trouble with ASIC and ACMA. Claims that it had incurred penalties and faces other serious trouble are untrue. The WIA licence assessment system complies and is valid. The rumour sought to cast doubt where it did not exist. The WIA is guided by policies and procedures and is not a dysfunctional organisation. The WIA 2015 accounts have been independently found to be correct twice. And some of the WIA achievements in 2016. It's certainly worth a read. The fact sheets. They're based on factual information, showing the WIA has produced results and is looking forward to the future. Where do you find it? On wia.org.au. Now, of course, all the issues on the fact sheet will be brought up May 19 at the WIA AGM. And for partners, well, let's see what's happening. Good morning. My name is Shirley, VK5YL, President of the Australian Ladies Amateur Radio Association, ALARA for short, and I'd like to tell you about two wonderful tours we have organised for the WIA AGM weekend in May this year. Handorf is the starting point with bus pickups from two venues, Handorf Convention Centre and The House. We are offering two tours for partners during the AGM and Forum for those not involved in this aspect of the weekend. Tour 1, included in this full day out, is a trip to the Mount Lofty Lookout with views across Adelaide and the Gulf before a tour of Cedars, the home of Hans Heysen, with morning tea in the grounds. Then we visit Beerenberg Jams for a tasting of some very different jams before lunch at the old Handorf Mill. A relaxing afternoon follows with a visit to a craft venue followed by chocolate and cheese tastings. Tour 2. Hear your own voice echo from afar as we talk to the Whispering Wall, then journey on to the Barossa Chateau for morning tea, which incorporates antiques and a massive rose garden, opened by Queen Elizabeth. A detour to the Lavender Farm, followed by lunch at Yaldara Winery, which includes a wine tasting. Back to Handorf and a special discount for our members from the Opal Shop. Both tours return in time for drinks before the gala dinner. If you haven't already registered for this fun weekend, please do so as soon as possible, especially for these tours as numbers are limited. Hope to see you in Handorf in May. Shirley Tregellis, VK5YL, President of Alara. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK6, it can be heard on the linked repeater network originating from VK6 RAP at 9am Sunday morning. I'm Chris, Victor Kilo 6, Fox Charlie Bravo Golf. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, WIA Local News Service VK7, VK3 Papa Charlie and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. The Dayton Hamvention has announced the winners of the 2017 Hamvention Awards.
Each year, the Dayton Hamvention honours radio amateurs who have made major contributions to the art and science of amateur radio. So it's congratulations to AMSAT Vice President for Human Spaceflight Frank Bauer, Kilo Alpha 3 Hotel Delta Oscar, who was named 2017 Amateur of the Year. Ham Radio added to police resources in India. Amateur Radio Newsline have been looking at how one police organisation in India has been busy integrating amateur radio into its well-established strategy of radio response. The ASAM Police Radio Organisation is working to integrate amateur radio use more deeply into its operations, particularly for disaster preparedness. According to a recent article in the ASAM Tribune, the strategy gained traction during a February APRO seminar on disaster response and planners said priority needed to be given to communication methods that did not rely on the existing communications grid. The Director-General of ISAM's Police, Mukesh Sahay, said during the seminar that the need for more trained and licensed amateur radio operators is paramount. World's oldest beacon now 60. The 60th anniversary of the world's oldest amateur radio beacon is being marked by running the NAC contests from the Oscar Zulu 7 India Golf Yankee QDH at JO55WM with the callsign Oscar Zulu 7 India Golf Yankee. The link for specific frequencies and other details can be found in the text edition of this news at wia.org.au. 60 metres in Hong Kong. The local telecommunication authority in Hong Kong, OFCA, has now allocated 5351.5 to 5366.5 kilohertz to the amateur service on a secondary basis with maximum power 15 watts EIRP. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Ham Radio Operational News hits a contact sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. 2017 RSGB 80th Commonwealth Contest 11th and 12th of March for 24 hours from 10 hours GMT. This is on now. Hello Sailor. Ham Radio on the ferries 12th of March. This also is on now. WA's John Moore Memorial Field Day, 18th, 19th March 2017. Good morning. This is Dennis, VK4AE, WIA coordinator for the John Moyle Memorial Field Day. This year the contest will occur over the weekend of Saturday the 18th to Sunday the 19th of March and from 1 o'clock UTC on Saturday to 1 o'clock UTC on Sunday. The aim of the field day or contest, is to encourage familiarisation with portable operation and to provide training for operations in emergency situations. During the contest, those field or portable stations appreciate the support from the home stations. However, in order to make the event a whole lot fairer, those field stations actually take part in a separate event from the home station. In this way, home stations are not given an unfair advantage when compared to the portable stations that do not have the advantage of a permanent antenna installation, mains power and the comfort of operating from their own home QTH.
No matter how you plan to take part in the contest, after the activity is all over and the radio equipment has been packed away, there is one task that must be completed by all stations. They should submit their log for the contest to allow for the validation of those contacts with other stations. There is sufficient time allowed after the contest to actually complete and submit their logs to the WIA as electronic logs and paper logs will be accepted right up until midnight the 26th of April. So there are not many excuses for not sending in your log as it can be kept electronically while the contest is underway using one of the many logging programs such as VK Contest Log by our own Mike Sabraj VK3AVV. Then you simply have to submit print output file from this program to me via one of the email addresses shown on the contest page of the WIA website. Of course, by submitting your log, you automatically enter the contest and you never know. You might even get a certificate. Now is the time to carry on with your planning for the field day as there is only one week to go before the event. There is still plenty of time to make sure everything is in order and operating and all of the little bits and pieces that are needed to put your station onto the airwaves are all in the desired place. Nothing worse than to arrive at your chosen spot only to find you've forgotten to pack the piece of cable that's required. Make sure that the location you have chosen is still accessible after the summer onslaught from flood and bushfire and the roads into the place have not been closed in the interest of public safety and that those trees that were so useful to string antennas and tent ropes in the past are still in good condition and safe to be around. Best of luck to all in the field day and I look forward to working a few of you on the day and most of all to receiving your log entry after the event. Thank you. Ham Radio Operational News hits a contact sport. WA's Harry Angel Memorial 80 metre sprint Saturday, May the 6th, 10 hours to 11.46 UTC. May 13 to 15 mils on the air. Vigo Shires, June 10 and 11. Running all year till December 31, Victorian Local Government Award 2017 Challenge. ARI, 90 years activity. IA Member Society, Associazione Radio Amatori Italiani, or ARI, is celebrating its 90th anniversary between now and the end of December. Many Italian club stations are supporting it with operations on all bands and modes. They are using special call signs and a PDF email operating award certificate is available. To also mark the 1874 birth of Italian-born wireless pioneer Guglielmo Marconi, there will be 10 stations. Also on International Marconi Day, Saturday, April 22, there will be amateur radio stations at sites used for the work of Marconi. The VK3 Local Government Challenge Enthusiasm for the Local Government Challenge in Victoria is evident by the increased mention of municipalities on the air, whether during a portable activity or routine QSOs. For example, Alex, VK4T, reported having on a weekend numerous contacts including seven different local government areas. Tony, BK3XV, also recently travelled up the Hume, activating local government areas or LGAs as he travelled. Next weekend's WIA John Memorial National Field Day from March 18 has even more possibilities for those chasing LGAs. Details and rules of the local government challenge are on the Amateur Radio Victoria website. Another opportunity for the LGA is the Lake Bogger Flying Boat Anniversary on air next weekend. To help commemorate the 75th anniversary of the One Secret RAF, Number one flying boat repair and service depot is amateur radio station VI3FB75. Set up in a communications bunker at Lay Bogger, 
North West Victoria. Thomas VK3EO of Swan Hill and Noel VK3FI from Mildura, both members of the Sunraysia Group, will supervise the operation involving other radio amateurs. Contacts also qualify for the Swan Hill Shire in the Local Government Challenge 2. The commemorative call sign VI3FB75 will be active on March 18 at the Lake Volga Catalina Communications Bunker. That's next weekend. A commemorative QSL card is to be available. Last weekend, WIA Director Roger Harrison told us of being bowled over with the response to the Wyong Field Day and to the VHF Group's meeting he chaired at the Hamfest. He spoke of help to improve amateur antenna masts and towers through local government as just one of several important hot topics. The second hot topic was about the HF UHF field days. No surprises there. The time has come to consult field day stakeholders about scoring and it is generally thought that it must come down to either grid square scoring or distance based scoring. A binary decision. As listeners may know, the VHF UHF field days have had both means of scoring since 2014. This was introduced on the principle of, quote, let the market decide, end quote. As it happened, field day participants, the market, have by and large decided to have an each-way bet. Many operators enter logs for both scoring divisions. Some enter logs for one division in one event and the other division in the next event. A few operators stick resolutely to one division or the other. I asked the audience how many had participated in the VHF UHF field days or had an interest in doing so, and a good proportion of the audience raised their hands. Everybody was keen to discuss it. The idea arose that maybe there's a third way. For a start, the Rover category is necessarily based on grid square scoring. Secondly, the philosophy underlying VHF UHF operating is to work the best distances you can under the circumstances facing you. Thirdly, the audience articulated that grid square scoring is unfair because there is a geographic advantage for regions that are further from the equator and the grid squares are physically smaller. That's not all the issues. A lively, robust but friendly discussion progressed, cut short only because the session ran out of time. The general upshot was perhaps some combined scoring method could be devised that incorporated the best features of the two on the table. I was bowled over. The issue of VHF-UHF field day scoring will open for consultation on the WIA website soon. Look out for it. Advocacy, education, support, that's what we do. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1 WIA News. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Females in Radio. Award for Bletchley Park Veteran. The Westmoreland Gazette and the Mother Country reports on a former Underborough resident awarded a war medal for her Morse code work. Diane O'Brien spent the Second World War transmitting coded messages from India to England using Morse code. Mrs O'Brien, Nee Ballantyne, was born in Gloucestershire before moving and growing up in Letchworth. Now 90 years old and living in Shrewsbury, 
She joined the first aid nursing year mantry at the age of 17 in May 1944. She was a wireless operator and learned the specialist skill of Morse code in order to help her in the war effort. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW. Dedication to the annual fun event. The third full weekend in August has maritime navigation structures activated around the world through portable amateur radio, with many doing so year after year. The WIA's Jim Linton VK3PC says that this dedication is shown by club station DF0WLG, which has been an entrant in every ILLW event, making 20 years of continuous participation, which started for them at the Piedmendi Light in 1998 and this August in the Grid Walshver Oi Lighthouse. This beautiful but rarely visited octagonal brick tower with lantern on the tiny island and the traditional landfall light for ships in the Baltic Sea on the German coast. In 2017, the registrations so far include those from the Americas, Asia, Europe, Africa, Southeast Asia and Oceania. To see them all and read the event aims and simple guidelines and perhaps make an online registration for August the 19th and 20, visit the website illw.net. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting. Papa Alpha 2017 Bravo Papa is on the air until the 20th of March to commemorate Lord Baden-Powell, founder of the Scout Movement, also known as the Boy Scouts. QSL 2, Papa Alpha 3, Echo, Foxtrot, Romeo. Scout Ham Radio Around the World, APRS Balloon. An amateur radio balloon, K2BSA 11, transmitting on 144.390 MHz, APRS will launch from the 2017 National Boy Scouts of America Jamboree. The launch is planned for 1400 UTC on July the 20th and will be carried out by members of the K2BSA radio scouting team from the Summit Betchel Reserve Scout Reservation in West Virginia. It's hoped that the balloon will circumnavigate the Earth. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio in the lead-up to the Tom Quilty National Horse Endurance Ride SA Endurance Riders, that's S-A-E-R-A, will be conducting an 80km and shorter horse ride event. Weissen SA will be providing a field safety radio network for this event and volunteers to assist would be appreciated. This will be based at the Wirena Caravan Park and checkpoints are spread out on the forest to farming to golf course areas. The ride will start at 0400 on Sunday morning the 26th of March and will be completed by 1400 hours. Each checkpoint will record the horse identity numbers, time they reached your checkpoint, transmit the time and identity numbers to radio base. Then while the rider is in the saddle, talk to the riders. Give the rider some lollies and water bottles supplied by SAERA if the rider wants them. And if you and others are available to assist on the 26th of March, then please contact Andrew McMichael on 0403-791-488 or secretary at sa.wison.org.au. Andrew needs RSVPs by Sunday the 19th of March. Worldwide Special Interest Group's VHF and above the Plumber's Delight. 
German 10 GHz EME beacon DL0SHF received in VK7 on a small horn antenna. When San last week Rex VK7MO brought along a small aluminium horn for show and tell to a VK7 lunchtime group, the horn had an opening equivalent to 12 centimetres or 5 inch dish. Rex put it into service that evening as conditions were good and so good that Rex was rewarded with an excellent signals from the German beacon with seven decodes on the QRAD mode. The German beacon runs an 8 meter dish and 40 watts of power and auto tracks the moon when it's visible in Germany. And to date, the smallest antenna that has copied it outside of VK7 was a 40 centimeter or 16 inch dish used by a Dutch station. The small horn used by Rex equivalent in area to a 12 centimeter or 5 inch dish is thus by far the smallest antenna to receive the beacon. Well done, Rex. Well, that's all I have for you this weekend. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. I'm Simon, VK4FSIH. The WIA National News can be heard in the Greater Gold Coast area on Sundays at 0900 hours on 146700 MHz. Grab your cup of coffee and take 30 minutes out to keep in touch and up to date with all that is happening with amateur radio, not only here in Australia, but worldwide too. So if you're in the greater Gold Coast or going to be visiting the Gold Coast, be listening from 0900 hours, Sunday mornings to 146700 for the WIA National News. Alrighty, let's check out the social scene on the WIA National News broadcast. March 19 in VK7, it's Meet the Voice Barbecue, 11.30am at Ross. March 26 in VK3, EMDRC's Hamfest, the Great Ryrie Primary School at Heathmont. April 9 in VK6, it's Hargfest, the Les Murdy Hall at 96 Gladys Road. April 9, all are warmly invited to Hargfest, an annual amateur radio swap meet with their venue the same excellent hall as last year, the Les Morty Hall at 96 Gladys Road, Les Morty. Entry for sellers, 9.30am for buyers, 10. Food and drink available all day, including their popular Harg Burgers. The raffle will be held at 1pm and doors close at 2. Now, entry fee is $5 for every person attending. That's both buyers and sellers. Tables are free, but if you have something to sell, please book your table early, as last year they booked up really quickly. April 28 to May 1 in VK4, it's the Clareview Gathering. That's between Rockhampton and Mackay. May 19 in VK, it's the WIA AGM at Harndorf, some 25 kilometres from Adelaide. June 2 to 4 in VK4, Theresa Creek Campout Day. That's a chark. Theresa Creek Dam is located 22 kilometres southwest of Clermont in central Queensland with bitumen access all the way. That's all the way to the boat ramp, plus two boat ramps to choose from. If you really are able to get along for a great weekend, let Helen VK4 FHEL know by email or on the CHARG Facebook page. June 10 to 11 in VK5, it's the Serg Annual Convention and the VK Fox Hunting Champs. July 1 in VK3, Gips Tech 2017, the Technical Conference for Australia. It's being held in Church Hill. September 9 to 10, Alara Meet 2017 in Cairns. And listen for VI4, Alara from July. And November 12 in VK5, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. What time? 8am. And what time is it now? 
Well, it's time to leave the WIA National News Service. I'm Graham VK4BB. Till next week, walk softly. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au